Welcome to Redefining Balance for a Working Moms podcast. This is episode 187, Daily Routines for Your Career. Welcome to Redefining Balance for a Working Moms podcast, where we believe life balance is possible. Uh, Yes, even for you. You might just have to redefine what it looks like for yourself. I'm your host, fellow working mom and founder of Your Life Rocks, Jenny Stemmerman. Each week, I'll bring you practical, real-life tips to help you focus on the things that matter most in life and be the best version of yourself in every area that God has called you to. Ready to redefine what balance looks like for you in your life? Let's go. Hey there, welcome to the show. I am so excited that you're here to hang out with me today because today it's just you and me. We are hanging out today and we're diving into your career. We're talking about your daily routines that will really help you in your career move forward to where you want it to go. Now, if you are newer to the show, my name is Jenny Stemmerman and I am the host, the creator and the founder of Your Life Rocks and this podcast, Redefining Balance. I created Your Life Rocks quite a few years ago now, gosh, what has it been? Almost four years, three and a half years now as a resource for working Christian moms because as a working Christian mom, I really struggled to find the resources that were for me, for my career, for the way that I wanted to parent my kids or the way that I wanted to be in my marriage. And after years of struggling to create balance for myself and believing that it was just never gonna be possible, like I had chosen to be a career mom So, you know, things were just going to be crazy all the time. And really, that kind of mentality of just accepting the mess and the chaos as part of this is just how life is almost took a number on me in a lot of ways, almost ended my marriage, caused a lot of struggles in my career, in my life, in my relationships. But by the grace of God, he brought the right mentors into my life, taught me the right systems, and I was able to find some ways of redefining what balance looked like in my life and to actually move forward in creating the life that I always wanted to believe was possible but didn't always believe was possible and am now living it. And can I tell you a secret? When I was first figuring all of this stuff out, I thought everyone else already knew how to do this. I thought I was like this lagging person behind that just didn't know how to adult write. I didn't know how to be a mom and to do meal prep or to set up my days or to set up my weeks or to be organized with my finances and to be able to do all of these things, right? All at once. Like I just thought I didn't figure it out. But As I started to learn it and implement it in my life, I would meet other working moms and found that they were struggling with the same things that I was struggling with before. And so I just started sharing with them the different systems that I had found or created, and it really started to make a difference for others. And that's when Your Life Rocks was born. Because there are a million people out there will tell you that balance is not possible, and I believed it for myself. But then when I started to really look at it and put faith first in my life and realizing everything is possible through Jesus, when we approach him first, he gives everything else to us. And so why wouldn't balance be possible? Now, obviously, if you're thinking about balance as hours in, so if I work nine hours at work, then I have to put nine hours in being a mom and nine hours taking care of my health. Well, that doesn't even make sense. I mean, come on. And nine hours a day of being a wife, like I'm a wife 24 hours a day. I'm a mom 24 hours a day. 
I am who I am in my career 24 hours a day. I might not be no, be doing those tasks 24 hours a day, but I'm 100% me 100% of the day. So to say balance isn't possible, but through Jesus, everything else is possible, but not balance, it just didn't make sense to me. And so I hope that this approach to balance really blesses you. I hope that you really find and redefine what balance can mean in your life because it is different for all of us and it's different as we go through different stages of being a mom and as our career changes and evolves and as we change and evolve as people, it's always going to be changing. But I hope that you find the resources on this podcast in our mobile app, which by the way, if you don't have our mobile app, I hope that you do go get it right now while you're listening to this. You don't even have to push pause. Go into your app store and download the Your Life Rocks app. In there, you will have access to free courses, our planning tools, and our monthly lifestyle guide where you will get tips and inspiration to grow in all eight areas of our life that we talk about here on the show. And for those of you that are really ready to move a step further and to learn the systems and have a little bit more inspiration, a little bit more accountability, I invite you to join Life Balance Membership. Now, the content from today's show really spurred from a group coaching that we had last month for our members of Life Balance Membership. So every month when we do our group coaching, what it looks like is it starts off with the first portion of it being more of a workshop. So you'll have a PDF worksheet and a training every single month. And then the last part of the group coaching is kind of open line time. So you can ask questions about anything, any topic, and get answers to what you need. So if you have, if you're looking for career advice, marriage advice, anything really, and you can submit them in advance. So if you want to have a little bit more of that privacy around it and not have everyone know all of your stuff, you can send it to me in advance of the call and we keep it all very private. But it's just a really great opportunity for you to invest in yourself and to grow each and every single month. So when we did this exercise or this workshop within our Life Balance membership, it was a little bit more expanded. We were talking about what to do annually, quarterly, monthly, weekly, and daily to help move your career forward. Today on the show, we're just going to talk about daily, but we're going to dive deep because this is the one you're going to do most often, right? The other ones, you're just not doing those every day because it's not an everyday task, but this is an everyday task. So we're going to dive in a little bit deeper. So this extra content is for our members to go a little bit deeper, as well as for all of you all who are not yet members to be able to experience this and to help apply it to your career as well. And if you want access to that full training to keep it nice and simple and easy, when you sign up for Life Balance Membership in the month of May, you will get sent in your very first email a link to the training and the worksheet. So if you sign up in May, you'll have instant access not only to all of our courses that we offer, the membership community and future group coaching programs, but you'll also get access super easy right in your email box with the worksheet for our career coaching session and the video for the training. And you can get started by going to lifebalancemembership.com or you can upgrade right inside of your app. So super duper easy. So let's dive into this topic for your career. Now, of course, when we're thinking about our career and we're gonna take time away from our family, we want to be able to have an impact when we go to work. We want it to matter when we are leaving and and we're needing to go somewhere. Now, some of us, we work because we need the paycheck. Some of us work because it's our passion. Some of us work because we can't imagine doing anything else. And regardless of why it is that you work, we want it to matter when we leave. If we're gonna leave our kids, if we're gonna leave 
you know, hours and hours and hours away from other parts of our life, then we should probably want it to make a difference, right? We want it to really matter. So we also want each day to be very productive. I know for myself and from talking to many of you in our community, productivity is important. We want to get things done. I mean, it is great to cross things off your to-do list, but it's another thing when you can look at a project or you can look at something bigger, an impact that you had on somebody and say, I did that. Like that was cool. That was something that was very rewarding for me. But really, if you think about it on a daily basis, when you have those really productive days, it makes it so much easier to shut it off, to shut work off when work is done and to go home and be present. If you've ever had those days that aren't like that, it's hard to shut it off, right? You get home and you're still thinking about all of the things that you didn't get done or you should have gotten done, but meetings got in the way or whatever happened. Because the reality is, right, we pull into work, we go into the office, and we are bombarded with requests and emails and meetings and deadlines and other people asking things of us that we never could have anticipated. That happens daily to all of us. And I will tell you right now, upfront and full transparency, when you put some of these things in place that we're going to talk about today, those things are still going to happen. It's just not going to affect you the same way. And we're going to be talking about some boundaries and some things, practical things that you can start doing today to have this be a little bit of a different experience for you. Sound good? All right. Let's talk about like if we don't start applying some of this stuff into our day, right? Then what else are we going to do? Just try to keep a good attitude about it when we get bombarded and chaos ensues and it starts to really tug on our stress levels. I mean, it's hard to keep a positive attitude when that happens. So this really is another way. So we're going to walk through how to create a different work environment that actually helps you move your career forward in the direction that you want it to go so that you can get in, get it done, and then turn it off and focus on the other parts of your life. And just a side note, by the way, when we talk about defining what balance looks like for you. It's going to be different for you in different seasons of your life. This is what balance means to me. This is how I define it because I love to work. You guys, I am a self-proclaimed workaholic. I always will be. It's never going to be a cure. I just have to manage it, right? It's I love to work. God built me to be a little worker bee and I get so much satisfaction out of it. But for me, the way I define balance is that I can turn it off and then focus 100% on doing other things without keeping this internal dialogue of career going on in the back of my mind, right? To me, that's how I personally define balance. All right, so I'm gonna share with you three steps and we're gonna go in depth on each one of these three steps. So number one is to create the right environment for yourself. Ladies, we own this. This is our personal accountability for ourselves. We're not gonna wait around for someone else to create the right environment for us. This is where we need to stand up for ourselves and say, hey, whatever we're doing right now is not working and I need to do something different for myself. Now, as you're starting to create this new environment, if it's going to affect other people and be a change for them, then you need to sell it in a way, right, that it's going to be good for them to have this change. But ultimately, we're doing this for ourselves. We need to be able to create the environment of success in order for us to have success. So the first step in this is to set up your calendar. Let's look at your calendar and how it's currently set up for your work hours. Now, oftentimes we talk about things to do for, you know, before work, your morning routine, your after work routine. 
But what is your routine at work? And is it on your calendar? I mean, I don't know about you, but when it comes to working time, my calendar is like the dictator of my life. (laughs) I mean, it tells me where I need to be, what I need to be doing at all times, whether it's in meetings or it's time blocking of different tasks that need to be done. But my schedule, my calendar is my life when it comes to work. Now, I can either let the calendar run me or I can run my calendar because I don't like my calendar running me. So I have to choose every single day that I am running my calendar. I am in charge of my time. I am in charge of when I'm available and what it is that I'm doing. Now, of course, there are times that my boss or someone else might say, hey, we need to have a meeting at this time and this time only. And it's okay to be flexible to work around your prerogative and the rest of your schedule around those times. But you own that. Don't play a victim to someone else requesting time and then saying, oh, I didn't get a lunch. You couldn't take 15 minutes before or after. Now, trust me, I have been in office environments where it is hard to take those 15 minutes before or after for a lunch. But that is where you need to then have a conversation with whoever is overly scheduling you or not respecting your busy blocks on your calendar and scheduling something anyway, right? That's a totally different thing. But as you're setting up your calendar, there are two things I want you to start scheduling in for yourself. Number one is a morning focus time, and number two is a nightly closeout. So your morning focus time, it can literally be 15 minutes, 30 minutes, whatever you feel like you have time for. So right now, if it is walking through the door and you are going straight into meetings, maybe start with like 15 minutes. And until you can get other people respecting your calendar or you respecting your calendar, maybe you need to show up to work 15 minutes early in order to have that time. Now, I've gotten to the point that I've realized an hour is too much time for myself. I've done that before. I've blocked off the whole first hour and it's too much time on a daily basis. I can do that on a weekly basis, but for an every single day, Monday through Friday, it's too much time for me. But right around that 20 to 30 minute mark is my sweet spot. And the more you do this, you can flex your time. You can add more time if you feel like it's too rushed or if you feel like, nope, that was a perfect amount of time at 25 minutes. Now, you know, 25 minutes is your morning focus time, but you got to figure out what's best for you and your profession and what sets you up best for your day. Now, we're going to talk in a minute about what to include in your morning focus time. But let's first finish this whole conversation about setting the right environment for yourself. The last piece is that night closing out piece, right? That's the other piece to your calendar. And again, you'll figure out what time flow fits the best for you. If right now you're working right up until closing time, start with 15 minutes and try to expand that until you find the right amount that works for you. So as you're creating that environment for yourself, number one is the calendar. Number two, let's talk about expectations. What are you allowing in? that's taking things over and causing chaos and making you feel like your calendar might not be your own. One time I was reading a Dave Ramsey book, and I know the saying probably didn't come from Dave Ramsey because I shared it with someone else and they said that they had heard it somewhere else. But it's this whole idea of people bringing in monkeys to you. It's just problems. Like it's problems that are affecting them and they're bringing to you to solve them. And in the book, Dave Ramsey says, not my monkey, not my circus. And I have to keep reminding myself of that when people bring problems to me. If they're looking for me to help them with a solution, most likely it's not my monkey and it's not my circus. Does that mean I'm not going to help them? No, but I'm also not going to let it dictate my schedule or pull me away from the things that, that do matter, 
my monkeys. <laughs> I own my own monkeys. Thank you very much. And so I'm not going to let your monkeys detract me from my monkeys. Now, I hope that that analogy makes sense to you. It might not. I'm probably saying it completely wrong. But if you're in one of those offices where people are constantly coming into your space and leaving problems with you, saying, hey, this needs to be fixed. Hey, can you look at this? Hey, can you whatever? Fill in the blank, right? If you find that that is taking over your day, you might have the best laid plans in the world, but then people come in and interrupt you and hand things off to you, then this is a mantra that you need to start having. And you need to start maybe having some tougher conversations with people. Now, one of the things that Dave Ramsey recommends in this book is giving the monkey right back and asking the question, well, what do you think would be the right solution? What are you going to do about it? And not taking any ownership over their monkey. See how you can still help people, but not take it on yourself. So maybe that is something that you need to look at and what you are allowing. The other thing you need to look at what you are allowing, which we've already kind of talked about a little bit, which is your calendar. Are you allowing people to book meetings when you are not available? And if someone is booking when your calendar says that you're not available, if it's your boss, that's a different conversation than if it's a peer or someone in in another department down the hall, right? So you have to first identify why people are constantly booking you in meetings that are eating up your time and are not allowing you to get other things done. Maybe it might even be that you haven't put any boundaries in place. You're not running your calendar. You're not putting in when you're busy or time blocking when you're going to actually be working on projects versus being in meetings. Now, I know everyone listening to this has different professions. And so this might be applying to you or you might be like, uh... I don't know. I just deal with clients all day long. And if that's the case, awesome. Think about how you can apply this to what it is that you're doing. Because regardless of what it is that you're doing, chances are you're allowing people to take over your time, your resources, and your energy is a resource. There you go. Or you need to set up stronger boundaries in order to protect your time so that you can be better at your job, whatever better looks like for you whatever moves you closer to where your goals are and what it is that you want to do. And the last step of creating that right environment for yourself is to watch your mindset as you're going into work. What are you feeding yourself during your commute? Are you listening to positive stuff? Are you listening to not so positive stuff? And what does that internal track look like as you're walking into the office? And there was a time in the past where this was a huge game changer for me. I was in a job that I didn't necessarily love. I mean, I loved what I was doing, but half the time I was traveling and out on the road and the other half the time I was in the office and I just really did not like being in the office. For one, there was a lot of meetings. And for two, I didn't always love every single person that I worked with. And I know as a Christian that I probably shouldn't say that, but you know, there are people that just get on your nerves when you're working closely with people. And so there would be times when I'd be walking in from my car into the office and I would see certain people or certain things would happen and I would just be like, oh, this is gonna be a hard day. Don't tell yourself that. I had to learn at that time in my life that I needed to control my thoughts because my thoughts controlled everything else that happened in the day. And it all stemmed from that little walk from my car to my office. A lot could happen. I could listen to the most positive things in the world on my way in, but that walk from the car to the office played a big role. So I started leaving sticky notes in my car of things to remind myself to say, like 
everyone you see here is a child of God and he wants you to love them. I literally had that on a sticky note that I would read in my car before I went into the office to remind myself because we need to be reminded of these things sometimes. And then I would remind myself to pray. So I would make it a little prayer walk on my way from my car to my office. So if anything negative came up, I just gave it to God. It was my prayer walk on my way into work. So watch your mindset going into work so that you can create that right environment for yourself to really move you forward for your career. All right, so that was step number one. I know it was a lot in step one, but it's important, right? We have to have a strong foundation in order to get to where we want to go. All right, number two is to set up your day. So let's talk about some of these details of things to do during your morning focus time. And remember, I said that this is gonna be a different time allotment based on what you do and who you are and kind of what your job entails. But you need to have some kind of daily focus time. It might be five minutes, could be up to an hour. Like I said, for me, an hour is just too much. So as you're doing your morning focus time, this is the very first thing you do when you get in your office. Number one is to review your weekly objectives. So if you were part of our group coaching and life balance membership, or you're going to get the bonus by signing up this month, then you will see what that looks like. But reviewing first where you are weekly keeps you at that 10,000 feet view without getting buried because it's so easy to get buried and then you can't come up for air. So you need to start with that high level view and then make purposeful movements from there into your day. And those purposeful movements are your tasks, outlining the tasks that need to be completed in your day. Now, if you're like me, I can think of a thousand things I should be doing today. Now, some of them absolutely need to get done today, and some of them are just things on the top of my mind. Those things that are on the top of your mind, they need to go into a brain dump list. If you have our Life Balance Planner, there are lots of spaces in there for your brain dump list. If you don't have the planner, grab an extra sheet of paper and just list them out. Or if you're more of a computer person, use an online system. I love using Asana. Asana is my digital brain dump. So there are tasks that I'm gonna get done at some point in time, but maybe not today. Maybe they don't need to get done today because today I might have a lot of other things to do and I'm just not gonna have time to get them done. But if I put them on my task list for the day, saying these are the things I wanna get done today and then they don't get done, it doesn't make me feel like a winner. So don't put them on there if it's not meant to get done today. Now, as you're looking at these tasks, it's important that you look at your time. What does your calendar look like today? Where's your time being spent? Do you have a lot of meetings on your schedule? Do you have a lot of white space on your schedule? If you have a lot of tasks on your list and you don't have a lot of open time on your calendar, then you probably need to start reprioritizing that list or seeing what meetings you could probably cancel because you can't be in meetings and getting tasks done all day long. It's just not going to happen and it's not going to lead you for success. You need to assign those tasks a time on your calendar of when it is that you're going to be getting them done. And sometimes those tasks and the time has to do with people. In fact, most of the time they do, unless you work completely, totally solo by yourself and never send an email to anyone or talk to anyone about anything. I can't even think of a profession that would not involve other people. But it's important to really think about that as you're looking at your overall weekly objectives, your tasks, and your schedule. Who are those people that you're going to be incorporating into your day? Who are you going to be meeting and 
your day and, and what ways do they contribute to your overall success? Because when you can first like have that mental mindset, it's not even so much about organizing your time. Although, yeah, there is a component to that, right? To be efficient. Like these are the tasks. I need some feedback from this person. I'm going to see them in this meeting. Then you might be able to like organize those tasks around a little bit of extra time or reach out to that person in advance to say, hey, do you have 15 minutes after this meeting? I have a couple things I wanted to talk to you about. You can definitely be organized about that. But you also just want to think about those people. And for me, this is the opportunity that I use to pray for those people, even if they're not Christians, especially if they're not Christians, but we're all called to be in community, right? I mean, that's one of our three pillars that we have to balance here. And this is one of those ways that you can find a spot to work it into your day is to be able to pray for those people, to really think about them as people, not just pawns that are going to help you reach your goal. This is what will help you to not let the overly careerism, that's not even a word, I just made it up, but to take over, that workaholicism to take over because now you're focused truly on the people and the connections that are a part of your day. Think about how you can bless them. Think about the things that you can do to help support them, especially if you're a manager because sometimes we can look at our calendar and we can look at our tasks and if they don't involve some people on our team, then we might not pay any attention to them, but they still need you. You are their leader, that you are their mentor. So this allows you to think about the needs of the other people around you. And as a little bonus tip here, to think about your boss. What can you do for your boss today? One of my mentors early on in my career said, if you just approach every single day thinking, how can I make my boss's job easier today? You will get so far ahead in your career. And that has been great career advice for me. And I've had bosses that I loved and I've had bosses that I didn't like at all. But that advice of thinking, how can I help make my boss's day better today? How can I make their job easier today? That has paid off in spades for my career. So little reminder to think of that as you start your day. Now, number three, let's go into detail on closing out your day. This is one of those daily routines that sometimes we just totally forget about, right? Like we're like, oh, it's closing time. I got to run, get the kids from daycare, whatever it is. And we sprint out the door. But going back to step one, creating the right environment for yourself, blocking off that time at the end of your day can be huge. Now, before we get into the tasks that you should be doing during this time, can I just say you need to respect your closeout time. If you start to mark on your calendar the last 30 minutes of the day is your closeout time, you cannot be still working on your project during that time. You cannot be scheduling a last minute meeting or going to find someone to talk to them about something. This is your respected time. This is your boundary and no one's gonna respect your boundaries if you're not respecting your own, okay? So number one is to respect your closeout time or you will never have this serve you, okay? If you're not respecting it, you're not gonna be able to have time to do the tasks and then it's not gonna bless you in the way that it can. So respect that. So the first thing you're gonna do when you're respecting your time and having your closeout time is to review and celebrate your day. Now, I know this can be a hard thing for some personalities to be like, we well, want me to celebrate my day. <laughs> but the whole thing is, if you think about it in this way, When you call attention to a positive behavior, we are hardwired to do more of that behavior. So just like, you know, when we see our kids making great choices, we call them out on it, right? Like, hey, that's a great choice. Good job. 
because we want them to continue making good choices. We need to do the same thing for ourselves. We need to start calling ourselves out for our good behavior. Hey, I took time for a lunch today and worked out. Yay me. Now, you might not yay yourself, but you know what I mean? When you are calling it out and showing yourself like, hey, this is a behavior I want to see more of from you. I mean, remove yourself from yourself for a moment and talk to yourself like you're a human being because you are, right? You can call out those things to review your day and say, you did good here. Now, this is not an invitation to then do the opposite and beat yourself up, but it is an opportunity to look at your day as a learning perspective to say, what did I learn today? What did I learn today? It could be that you learned a new skill. It could be that you learned something new from one of your coworkers, or it could be that you learned something about yourself, like you don't like to respect your closeout time. But there's always going to be something for you to learn. And when we close the day thinking about the things that we did well, the things that we are celebrating, and the things that we learned, regardless of how many tasks you actually marked off your to-do list, it was a productive day. There was a purpose to your day, right? Because if you're not learning, then it's probably not a great day. And if you're not doing things that you're proud of, it's probably not a great day. But if you can focus that on the end of your day, it's going to be a great day, right? Even if they're small things, you can find something, I promise. The next thing to do is to set your reminders for the next day. It might be a post-it note on your desk. It might be leaving a report that needs your immediate attention after your morning focus time on your keyboard. Or it could be even just going into your calendar and saying, okay, I'm going to time block my calendar tomorrow and review what's coming up so that you can set in reminders to call so-and-so or to look for a certain file or a different report, right? You can set those things up in advance because your brain is still in career mode. Tomorrow morning, you're going to be trying to waking your brain up and getting it into career mode from your morning, and it will be a little bit different. And you could possibly forget some of these things. So setting it up in advance is important. And the last thing to do before you leave your office is just to tidy up. Your environment can play such a huge role on your mindset, your energy level, all of those things. And so do yourself a favor and just tidy up your papers. It doesn't mean you have to put everything away or, you know, deep clean it all, but just tidy it up. For me, I will have different papers that need to be out because they need my attention, but I will make sure that they're lined up in a nice, neat way. I will make sure that my mouse and my cords are all nice and neat, not just everywhere. If there's any dirty dishes or garbage, just, you know, take care of it so that in the morning I'm coming in fresh. And it's just a way of signaling my brain that this day is now done. My work day is done and it's time for me then to transition to home. So I hope that these steps really helped you and helping you define what your routine could be for yourself as you're closing out your day. And if you want them to have an even bigger impact, then that's where you really want to add in those weekly tasks, those monthly tasks, quarterly and annual tasks as well to really help you focus in on your career and move it forward. And that's why it is our bonus for starting Life Balance Membership in the month of May. I will email you the whole video training that we did in our group coaching and the worksheet as soon as you become a member. So it's right at the top of your inbox. You don't have to search for it. And then you can take the lesson and start applying some of these things right into your life because that's what Life Balance Membership is all about. It's truly my heart to give you the systems that are gonna help you bring more success into your life each and every single day so that you can just rest and feel peaceful and feel like you got this because you do. 
and to know that balance truly is possible. Because like I said at the beginning of the show, all things are possible through Christ Jesus who gives us strength. I want to thank you so much for taking time out of your day and hanging out with me. It really does mean a lot. And I can't wait to talk to you on our next upcoming episodes because we've got a lot of really great stuff coming to help prepare you for summer. So stay tuned. And until next week, keep building a life that rocks. Bye. Just because the episode's over doesn't mean that we have to stop hanging out. Of course, you can follow me over on Instagram at your.life.rocks or hop on over to Facebook, search Your Life Rocks and find our Facebook community. It is full of working Christian moms just like you looking to redefine what balance means in their life and take action to make it so. Now, if you are looking for more, if you are ready to go deeper, to really create the systems to bring more balance into your life and help you clear the chaos, I invite you to join Life Balance Membership. You can go to lifebalancemembership.com to learn more or upgrade right inside of the Your Life Rocks app. You can find that on iTunes or Google Play. Looking for more resources? Head on over to yourliferocks.com.